Welcome in, everybody. Woohoo! We got a big, big, not schedule released episode, but a schedule, I guess, go over episode. Talk about, I don't know. Uh, we're breaking down the Detroit Lions 2022 NFL schedule. We are getting nine home games, so that's already a good start. Doesn't even matter that we're not playing on primetime. I don't care. But other than that, boys, uh, I got to say, Coming before the show, there was a bit of a damper put on us, and it was the Pistons getting the fifth draft spot. So, Julius, I'm going to hit it with you first. Um, how disappointing was this? On a scale of one to, like, absolute catastrophe being 10 or one being, you know, you can live with it. <laughs> I would say it's like a 7, 7.5 because – the, 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 they had a they had a, a, a three way shot for first, the first pick, you know, and getting back to back first overall picks is franchise altering. So let alone that, I was cool with any of the top three though, just because this draft is so open, kind of kind of like the NFL draft was. So many guys at the top of the draft board that could that could help out, but five just seems like we're we got we got kicked out of the fringe. We got kicked out of the fringe, and we're gonna get a developmental player who may or may not. Help Kay Cunningham and the rest of the Detroit Pistons ascend. However, I'm still optimistic because I like Troy Weaver and I like Kay Cunningham and I like the young core we have. So hopefully, uh, nothing bad. Weaver, Weaver just needs some of that Brad Holmes luck, you know, just a couple, one guy to slide to five. And it's, yeah. it's not asking a lot, you know, you got some interesting franchises ahead of us with the Magic, the Kings, and the Rockets. And uh, there's one more team. But, anyways, those three are not, you know, the smartest. So it wouldn't shock me if they reached and did something out of the ordinary. And then, lo and behold, you know, the Pistons get Jaden Ivey or, you know, one of the big three, Jabari Palo or Chet to somehow fall to five. But I know, Nick, I know you're giving me that. Nah, it's not going to happen. We've seen crazier things happen in the NFL, NBA draft. Um, and then not to mention, there's other things where, like, we've seen Markel Fultz go first and Jason Tatum fall to three, and look how that turned out. So what does is, what is picking at five really mean for the Pistons, Nick? It means that we're about to really get a good test. You know, we, we, like, this is – Weaver's test right here. This is not Cade Cunningham or Mobley or like he can't really go wrong with that. In my yeah, opinion. that's a good point. This you you have those top four guys, and excuse me, I don't know all their names, but I know that there's the top four guys: Chet, Paolo, um, Jabari Smith, and then the Purdue guy that I can't remember. Ivy, yeah. thank you. After that, it's crapshoot. It is. It's it's a good luck. I hope you make the correct pick. And we have sat over the last decade and watched countless terrible picks inside the top 10. Terrible. And 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 I'm ready to have my heart broken again, but I am hoping that Troy Weaver can, can keep this train going. I like what's going on there. I like the team that's being built. We forget Killian Hayes is 20 years old. He's been in the league for two years. Like, he... He has a lot of room to grow. He will still be one of the youngest players on the team next year. Cade is obviously Cade. I'm in love with Beef Stew. I bought a sweater because of him. So I'm I'm all about the way the Pistons are moving forward. But this is the biggest, like, make it or break it test, in my opinion. So got to be smart with it. 
I don't know exactly who we should be going after. I'm not that, you know, well-equipped in, in college basketball. Yeah. But, but I like to you know, show me what you got, Troy Weaver. Like, you've done all this wheeling and dealing. We saw Sadiq. We saw the beef stew. You, Killian, we still don't really fully know, but it hasn't gone the best. So this is your shot to really prove to Detroit that you're that GM. You're that dude. that You can, you can make the good picks. So... Hopefully the Pistons can get it done come like June or however late the draft is. I know it's a ways away, but let's talk some Detroit Lions because there's a little bit of news going on. Detroit Lions uh, had a the rookie like conference and press conference since the draft, and the press kind of got to ask him about hard knocks, in which Jamal Williams just said, I don't give an F, I just want to play football. And now, boys, did that did, – Nick, did that surprise you at all? Jamal Williams just like, no, I want to play football and, like, giving a serious, like, badass answer more than his, like, silly goofball, like, answer, you know, because it kind of caught me off guard, but I liked it. He's so funny when he talks. I could listen to him. I hope – I was going to say I hope when his career is over, but honestly, I hope he does it this year. He needs to start a podcast because I will literally just listen to whatever Jamal Williams has to say, Jay Swag. Um, excuse me. It threw me off, right? So I don't give up. He's he quiets down, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna be me." He says, "I'm gonna do what I do, whether this camera's there or not." And ultimately, paraphrasing here, he says that all that means is more cameras up in my face. I think secretly he really likes that. I think he's really excited about Hard Knocks. Yeah, he is. Very excited to steal the show. Never had the opportunity in Green Bay because Green Bay was always in the playoffs. So. I think he's going to play it, play it cool, right? He's going to play it cool. But honestly, I really think I, – I, I, Jay Will's going to – he's just going to – he's going to steal hard knocks, whether he wants to or not. But I secretly think deep down that he wants to. But I don't know him as a person, so who knows. What he says is what I hear, and he doesn't care, I guess. Hopefully, you know. I mean, that would be sweet if he just had his best season ever. All right, Julius, scenario. Jamal Williams doesn't appear at all on Hard Knocks, but has maybe not at all, but like one or two just small, tiny scenes, and then has his best career of his NFL, best season of his NFL career. Would you take that, or would you rather, you know, have Jamal Williams give him the funny Jamal and have, you know, your typical Jamal Williams season? Uh, I'd rather have my my typical Jamal Williams season because I love the authenticity of Jamal Williams. And his answer to that question uh, about how he's ready to play football. That's all you, that, that they're worried about. That is going to what that's what's going to make the Lions hard knock season, the greatest hard knock season in the history of life. And I promise I cannot wait. I cannot count down the days. I'm crossing them off the calendar. Hey, Detroit's going to set some numbers. I know they are, man. Like, oh, hard knocks is getting bigger. And I just tweeted out it was, it, and this was maybe two days ago, it was 89 days to the first preseason game. And hard not starts right with the first. Pre- we're we're wow. less than a hundred days, less than ninety days from hard. It's gonna be here before you know it, man. Oh, it, just- summer's gonna fly by. Try to remember, stop and smell the roses, boys. On a real note, like summer's gonna fly by this year. So do your best to enjoy it. Enjoy well, it when it's ninety. Julius, and it's, it's yeah. always summer for Julius. I don't know what I'm talking about, but Adam. You know, I know what you mean, Nick. I know what you mean. I chomped down on a bowl, a bag of sunflower seeds today. (laughs) That was the funniest snap. I think watching the Tigers, man. It's like, did you send that to Julius? No, I don't have Julius on Snapchat. I don't even know if Julius has Snapchat. I do not have Snapchat. He's an old soul. I didn't think he would. (laughs) I barely look at mine, but I did see Adam snap me, and I was like, whoa, I gotta see what this is. And Adam just grabs. 
this handful of sunflower seeds and eats it the Adam way. Hey, man, it's, yeah, easy way, but uh could be painful coming out sometimes. So you can only eat little bits. But, um, Nick, you tweeted out a great question earlier today, yesterday, I don't know. But it was Lions to win the Super Bowl right now or you get $50,000 direct deposit into your bank, but Lions don't win the Super Bowl for the next 15 years. And I, my young spry self, thought, you know, I've already lived through 24, almost 25 years, no Lions Super Bowls. What's another 15? I'll be like 40 years. I'll be like, well, you guys age, you know? I won't be too old. (laughs) But, um, you know, Lions to win the Super Bowl now, if I could know about it, place a little bet, win like 30 grand, 20 grand, Maybe, but the 50 grand, oh, I think I'd have to take the money just because I'm a greedy old bastard and I love money. And I could I could go have some sweet vacation that would give me the same joy as Lions with the Super Bowl, even though Lions would give me a lot of joy with the Super Bowl. But 50 grand can do a lot for you. So, Nick, give me your take. Would you you tweet this out? How'd you even think about this? <laughs> um, I actually saw someone else tweet something very similar about the Wolverines, and I was like, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that about the Lions because I'm very interested. Yeah. He like lowballed it. It was like ten thousand. I was like, let's give him some money, fifty thousand dollars. Who would pass up on that? Well, fifty percent of the people that voted, it was neck and neck the whole way. I don't know what the outcome was, but uh, this is interesting, right? Fifty thousand dollars right in your bank account, but you got to sit through fifteen years. And some guy was like, "Well, I would just bet on the Lions to win. I'd get great money." This is like you're not gonna know, right? You're either just gonna wake up tomorrow, and fifty thousand dollars is gonna be in your bank account. And you're going to be so hopeful for the Lions for the next 15 years, but you're never going to win for another 15 years. Or, you know, we just watched the season. You never get 50000 in your bank account, and the Lions just win the Super Bowl this season. And you're like, what? No way. <laughs> ultimately, 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 I don't want to sit through 15 more years of, of the Lions losing and not being able to win the Super Bowl. And, like, even getting to the Super Bowl but not winning the Super Bowl. Like, I couldn't even handle yeah. that. Like, the first year we make Super Bowl, we have I to win it. Yes, like, absolutely. So right? Exactly. So I'm going with the Lions Super Bowl this year. I would love to just watch them come out this year, go, you know, 10 and 7, and then whoop, jump right in and just, you know, run it out like the Bengals didn't actually win the Super Bowl against staff. No, wait. All right, Julius, I'm going to change it up. 150K <laughs> or Lions. 150K, 15-year drought, or Lions Super Bowl. 150,000. That could go a long way. Okay, right. Deal or no deal right now. Is that 150K. case of Lions Super Bowl and Howie Mandel opens up another suitcase that says 150K. Do you want to swap suitcases? What do you do? I'm taking that Lions Super Bowl every day of the week because, ladies and gents, I cannot pass on that. You know, as, a, as a, the Lions are a big part of my life, and that would be a big, very big moment of my life. So, F that money. Woo! Give me the moment. There we go, baby. Give me the moment. You cannot outlive that moment. You know, Love no it. amount of money. Oh, true. Very true. No amount of money. Now you're making me look cheap for taking fifty grand. <laughs> I was like, this guy's not true. Lions fan. Take fifty grand over Super Bowl. But you know, uh, I'm a I'm a young guy, so I could live through another fifteen years and see the Lions win like five more Super Bowls. Knock on wood. But um. Let's talk some Lions schedule because that's pretty much the only thing going on right now. The Lions are kind of jipped. Uh, for the first time since I don't know how long. I don't know if it was like 2013, but I, I there was a stat on the Lions were the first team in so many years without a primetime game. And we're the only team without a primetime game 
And not to mention, there's 13 teams with primetime games. So it seems like everyone's playing on primetime but the Lions. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I thought about it. And I was thinking, you know, the Lions, their schedule is one boom, boom, boom. You know, very consistent Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's never Monday, never Thursday, never, you know, we have that one Thursday Thanksgiving game that we always know about. And I don't know. I feel like this might change, might be a little good for the Lions. And hopefully the Lions do have some killer games, some Jared Goff, you know, 10-point fourth quarter comeback victory wins to make ESPN, CBS, ABC, all the big goons look stupid and put us at prime time for, you know, two, three games next year. So it's going to suck this year, but, hey, we're Lions fans. We're watching every day Sunday. It's just the other bandwagoners that are missing out. So, Nick – uh, you make anything of, you know, no primetime games, or is this just another, you know, shot to the Lions? What's clear? What's what is a primetime game? It's uh, so I, I, I gotta imagine it's like Thursday night. And so, here's another fact the Lions are, I think, the only team in the NFL that have not appeared on a Thursday night NFL network game, which I don't think we have national and, television. National, yeah, national, national audience. audience. That's not yeah, like, national audience. I think they missed the game because I feel like we're in prime time on Thanksgiving when everyone sits down to watch the Lions lose as they start eating lunch. Like hey that man, is, it's week twelve, and the Lions could very well be ten and one because we ever buy. Lions are ten and one playing Buffalo, and we upset the Bills, or you know maybe not ten and one, but you know seven and four, something like that. We upset the Bills. Whew, they are going to be kicking themselves. I'll be there. Very, might be some flexing going on. I will have drank an entire bottle of vodka if that happens. Um, also, about primetime games, uh, the more primetime games for the Lions, the the less times I have to switch back yeah. between Red Zone and the Lions, which is terrible. Just let me watch Red Zone all day long and throw the Lions <laughs> yeah, there on Sunday true. night or Monday night. Or Actually, I, I do not want anything. I'm so happy we're the only team never to play a Thursday game outside of Thanksgiving. Like, Let's keep that going. Thursday games are the worst for the teams. Yeah. Great to watch. Um, but so I want primetime games. I want 14, 15 primetime games, and I want to be able to watch Red Zone every single week. That's the best thing about when the Lions play in primetime. Julius, um, you think, you know, anything different? Is this, I mean, the Lions, I will say, we don't have the best Sunday Night Football record. I think in the last, like, five or so years, I don't think we've won a single Sunday Night Football game. Monday Night Football, different story. I believe we are two and well, three. Wait so. a minute. Didn't we beat – didn't Matt Patricia beat Bill Belichick on Sunday Night Football? Or was that Monday? I thought there it was, was Monday. Oh, well, fact check. Fact I try check. Not, I try not to remember those days. <laughs> that was a win, though. That was a win. That was a happy. And I'm right, playing games. the Patriots Doesn't this do anything year. for us. Uh, I honestly could give two Fs about primetime games. For one, I hate the wait. I hate when all the one o'clock games are on and I'm like, I wish the Lions were playing right now. Uh, and I have to wait all the way till nighttime when, you know, anxiety builds during these Lions games. You know what I'm saying? The Lions like to play with your emotions. And it's not good if you get your emotions all up at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. 
then I can't go to bed for the next two hours and I wake up in the morning, especially if they lose, which they usually do. And my whole next day is ruined because That's of that time, time game. So I could give two squats about it. I'm glad every game is at noon. I'm happy. Thank you, NFL. Matter of fact, we're going to get to the schedule. I would like to thank the NFL this season in regards to our schedule. But, uh, yeah, no primetime games, no problem hey, for me. Adam, could you imagine watching football at noon rather than 1 o'clock? It would be crazy. College football starting at 11. I live in Texas, so I, I watch the games at noon. The freaky thing. 12 o'clock is the time for me. That's, that's beautiful. That's such a, that's like not too early, not too late. It's like right after breakfast, you know, mm. got some time to mess with fantasy beforehand and boom, it's right there. So See, one o'clock you sit there and you end up fidgeting way too much. Cause you bet, at least for me, I'm up at seven in the morning watching all football pregame for six hours. I'm like, yeah, dude, what fan? All of a sudden I start this four string receiver. Cause I heard Ian. Rapp I mean, play. I'm looking through so much fancy crap on Sundays. Like, Oh my gosh, the final like hour is so like jam packed. And That's I have, you know, I'm just people DMing me and crap. Especially cause I try to do shows too. You know what I mean? Or an answer people's like, questions. yeah, man, it's a lot. Cause I always love to, you know, answer questions. Post stuff out like, oh God, he starts it. <laughs> People, my love daughter's that, soccer man. games used to be on Sunday, right? Oh, man. Twelve to one. I know what you mean. <laughs> I uh, did not pay attention that's, to. It I'm like, why would you put? I, that's my biggest pet peeve. I know we're a little talk, off topic, but to the dads out there with sons who play football, baseball, soccer, whatever, it drives me insane when they like put the game exactly during the Lions game. I'm like, For what real? are you guys doing? These, these are kids, man. Wake them up at seven in the morning. Get I them out know. Finish it By real. Listen, like, in Texas, Texas that don't exist. Football game, you know, hour later. I don't care. I it's Texas that they do, right? In it's Texas, Sundays seven. are totally open to football. Church and football. That's Ooh, it. That's Church awesome. and football. <laughs> Church and football, man. Dude, is Friday Night Lights like one, just one of the best football movies of all time, boys? Like, I love that movie. And I love the show, too. The show and the it, movie are both great. It's just classics. And um, very realistic. They take us serious. Boys, without further ado, you ready to step into week one? Because we're facing a, a tandem that's never never been together before. And that's Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they acquired A.J. Brown on a trade with – the Titans during the NFL draft, uh, they give up like the 23rd pick and some change, but they gave A.J. Brown a big old $100 million contract, four years, I think 75, 65, something like that, guaranteed, big chunk guaranteed. So A.J. Brown's going to be involved in this game. So now who's going to be, is Amani going to be tasked with, you know, shadowing A.J. Brown or do we think, you know, how do we think we're going to handle this situation? Do you think it's just going to be like wherever he lines up, whoever's there is going to take him or, or or what? Nick, let, let me hear your first thoughts. I feel like the Lions don't do a lot of like I, you know, I don't I don't know I don't have these exact percentages, but I feel like most of the time the Lions do not do a lot of shadowing, more as in they they will just line up with whoever is lined up there, whatever defense they put in. They try to put the best defense and formation out there to line up everything perfectly, but whether it's Okuda on um you know, Devonta or or you know Okuda on AJ Brown and Amani O on Smith. It won't matter. We're gonna we're gonna wipe the floor with them, boys. We're gonna wipe the floor with them. So no, I don't. I think we're gonna. I don't think we'll shadow too much. No. All right, Nick. While we're on topic, uh, give me a score prediction. And you think we'll be able to hold Jalen Hurts in check? I know you're not the biggest fan, but last year or two years ago, they gave us a big old whopping. But they did have some defensive help. <laughs> I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was last. Like, year. It was on Halloween. 
Lions, Lions lost 44 to 6. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard had two rushing oh, touchdowns. Yeah, they just each. ran all over us. Darius Slay had a touchdown against us. Yeah, he outscored. He had the same. I remember that. Yeah. Philly leads. I got some stats for everyone too for all these games. Philly leads the series 17 to 16 or 17, 16, and 2. We're one game away from tying the series up right here. Detroit's won three of the last four games against Philly. Jared Goff is one and three against Philly. Dan Campbell is one and one against Philly. All right. Well, for everyone who doesn't know, we put a vote out there for the whole schedule. The fans voted we win. 68% voted that we win, just so everyone knows. I like it. I like it. We, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm keep we'll going. Sit. I'm finishing right, go my, my whole prediction out here. Uh, I do think we can stop Jalen Hurts. I'm not worried about him. He's one of the worst arm talented quarterbacks in the entire NFL. I don't care if you give him AJ Brown. Lions are in revenge mode after last year's debacle. Lions win this game, twenty-one to twenty. Ooh, I like it. Close one, but uh, Lions squeak out the victory. Uh, Julius, let's hear what you got real quick before I give my final prediction. Well, honestly, this is going to be a big no, test. Julius, you're going on record. <laughs> this is going to be a big test for the Lions secondary right out the gate. I'm looking at Jeff Okuda, A.J. Brown matchup possibly. Um, I like it. I like this matchup a lot. Hopefully we don't have too many – and the Lions were a pretty healthy team last year at first. Uh, hopefully we go into it with a healthy season, a uh, healthy a healthy roster. I'm a, I'm just going to go straight to a score prediction on this one because it's a lot a lot to learn on, on the road to week one. But I, I see the Lions winning a close one, 2017. Ooh, I like it. Uh, man, I think it's going to be close too. I love me some Jalen Hurts. Uh, hopefully – Mom, Dad, if you're listening, give me birthday tickets. Uh, birthdays that next week. I've already planted the seeds. Hopefully, they'll give me some tickets to the game. Uh, never know. If not, I'll definitely buy them because I want to see Jalen Hurts, A.G. Brown play. But uh, nonetheless, um, I think it's going to be a close one. I, I will say I, I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to be more of a problem or just more like active than he was last game where he was just, you know, hand the ball off and just kind of the run game was destroyed us. So I'm going to go 23-17 Lions. We're going to kick a bunch of field goals, start the game. Jared Goff, final game-winning touchdown to take a lead with, you know, minute 15 left, and then we'll make a nice defensive stand. So, Clean sweep. Clean sweep. So uh, without further ado, you know what that means. We got the blue Kool-Aid. See Crack them open. Baby open. Ugh. All right. We got next the Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz, this is his first away game with the Commanders. God, this lid's really fun. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you think Wentz is going to be, you know, an actual legit, you know, acquisition that helps out the Commanders? How much of an upgrade, Julius, how, of, is he from Tyler, Taylor Hinkie to, you know, or Fitzpatrick to Carson Wentz? And do you think it's enough to beat the Lions? I'm actually of the rare uh, crowd that believes Carson Wentz is underrated in the NFL today. And I think he's good enough to win games with, a la Jared Goff. Now, does Washington, do the Washington Commanders have what Carson Wentz needs to be successful against the Lions? I would say no, because I would expect this to be a game where our defensive line wreaks havoc 
on the Carson Wentz backfield. They don't have that many targets outside of uh, the unhappy receiver. What's his name? Uh, Jay McLaurin. McLaurin. Outside of him, they don't have that many targets. They didn't uh, draft Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver out of Penn State. They what? drafted Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson going to need 15 targets, 12 catches. And week two. In so. the slot on Jerry Jacobs, and that's not going to happen because Aiden Hutchinson going to break out for like three sacks on the commander's offensive tackles. I expect this could be a blowout in 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 in, in, in uh in DC. So I'm going with the Lions 30 10. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think I think the Lions are gonna get this dub easily. I think Hutch is gonna gonna want to make a little statement. Show he's he's better. He's the best defensive end on that field. And by that, I mean he's better than Chase Young, who's gonna be lined up on the opposite end, who's probably gonna be healthy enough, come back from his ACL injury. Um you know, and I think that's going to be, you know, the matchup that everyone's going to be talking about. Week two, oh, Chase Young versus Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan versus Ohio State, you know, all that. So I think Hutch is going to have a big game. The Washington Commanders, they don't have the best line. I know they did draft Bijan Robinson. They kept McKissick, so they do have a wide, you know, backfield going. Jarrett Patterson's still there, and, of course, Antonio Gibson. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. If we can keep the running backs in check, I don't think, you know, they have a single playmaker that could take over and win the game. So as long as the Lions don't shoot themselves in the foot, this should be an easy dub. Am I right, Nick? Uh, you give me a score prediction, bro. Uh, I think I'm going like, let's say 27 to 17. I think we'll have a nice 10-point victory over them. Um, all right, so I got a few things here. Unbelievable stats about this series. Uh, Washington leads the series 31 to 15. Lions have won five of the last six games. Lions won the last meeting on a Prater game winner in 2020. In fact, the last three games have been decided by three points, all of which were a game winning score with 16 seconds to go or less. In 2020, Prater hit a game winner as time expired. In 2019, Dustin Hopkins hit a game winner with 16 seconds to go. And in 2016, Stafford hit Anquan Bolden for a game-winning touchdown with 16 seconds to go. Jared Goff is 1-1 one one against Washington. The fans voted. They said 96% we will win. Um, this, Was that one of the highest? That, that had to have been one of the highest. Uh, yeah, there's a few high ones. Up there. The Jets. Um, this is a game that seems like we should win on paper. This is a game that's not going to see a single team score over 20 points. This is going to be the Washington stout defense with all those Alabama boys up front versus the Detroit Lions stout up and coming defense. We are not going to see barn burners from Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson or Jared Goff, Jameson Williams, Monroe St. Brown, TJ Hackinson. This is going to be a running game. This is going to be a run battle. Get it, get your, get in for the slow one. I'm going to go 1916 Reds or Commanders with the victory. Ooh, first loss. Nick, how could you do it to us? Well, you know, Detroit's bound to lose like one of these first three games, even though on paper we should win them all. No, it's just going to happen. This is the year. Like, how many years has it not happened? And it, or do, you know? <laughs> I mean, I will say the Lions yeah, came off to a hot, hot start just, you know, not even less than 10 years ago with Stafford and company. So we'll Ooh. say anything can happen. Um, I, I, if the Lions do come out to a hot start, 
that will be huge because our second half schedule is much, 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 much easier money. than the first half. Money, money. So yeah, uh, did, I think we all have our predictions. Everything in. We're um, in week three. All right, week three Vikings. Uh, first away game for the Lions. You gotta imagine Vikings have you know this game circled on their schedule. We're playing in Minnesota. The Vikings gave the first win to the Lions. They beat us uh, one of the times earlier last season on a game-winning field goal. They gotta you know be feeling that they own us Feel when it. in reality. Lions have been playing pretty good against the Vikings with Dan Campbell, I should say, with Matt Patricia, whole different story. Um, Dan Campbell, I think he, I honestly think he has the Vikings number. I just, I feel like this is going to be the year that we we take down the Vikings, we get a clean sweep. But um, I will say, come week three, I just, it's hard to put three wins in a row. I want to say we win, but oh my my gut is telling me we lose a close one. I just I think twenty one to fourteen. I think it's just going to be a straight on seven point touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Lions are just going to score too quickly in the fourth quarter, leaving Kirk Cousins just enough time. Classical prevent and Cousins is just going to Justin Jefferson him way in the end zone. Um, Julius, let's hop on over to you. I think the Lions take him down in Minnesota. Uh, I do, and I, it's because I don't. I think very lowly of Minnesota this year. I feel like they are a team that are new head coach too, new head coach, new general manager, and I think they're at a crossroads. And I think what they tried to build uh, with Cook and Cousins and Jefferson is not going to hold for multiple reasons. Uh, and I think their defense is going to take a major lapse this season. And their offensive line still has major question marks. I just think that the Lions will have enough to also control Minnesota this year, who I believe will be last place in the NFC North. Even below the Bears. That's how lowly I think of the Vikings this season. I think they're going to fall apart. I think by the end of the year, it's going to be a total rebuild mode with Jefferson and maybe Cook still. I don't even know. But, you know, Cook's shelf life is running out. He's a running back. But I have the Lions having a good defensive performance in this game, particular, and uh, them winning twenty to seven. I like it, shutting down the Vikings. Uh, Nick, any thoughts? Yes, I do. Uh, let's start with the series. Minnesota leads this series 79-40-2. and 79-40-2. Detroit snapped an eight-game losing streak to the Vikings with their come-from-behind win last year. The last three games these teams have played have been decided by two points, exactly. The last two games decided on the last play of the game. Jared Goff is 2-2 two and two versus Minnesota, but with eight touchdowns, two interception ratio. It's pretty good. Dan Campbell is 1-1. One and one. Uh, First NFL win obviously came against them. The fans voted 53% win for the Lions. They got us going 3-0 right out the gate, along with Julius. Um... We, okay, so we play seven games against new brand new head coaches. I said a few weeks back, a month back, a couple of months back, we had to win five of those games. Okay, two against Minnesota, two against Chicago, uh, Miami, Giants, Jacksonville. We have to win five, if not six, of those games. Chalk this one up as a victory in Minnesota. 
I like it, and I think this is going to be a really close game, low-scoring game until the fourth quarter, very similar to the last year's win for us. A lot of points scored in the fourth quarter. I'm going to go 26 to 23 Lions. Love it. Uh, I think we are all actually. Me and you, Nick, are two and one. Julius, I want to say three and zero. Julius is seventeen and zero. I already marked it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got all that blue Kool Aid. I'm already down one bottle on my second one here, so we'll (laughs) we'll we'll get down to it. Um, Lions are playing the Seahawks in Week Four. We uh, Lions fans were blessed by the Seahawks going rebuild mode because they took away Russell Wilson. They shipped him on up to Denver, added some rookie picks that aren't going to impact or help the Seahawks right now beat the Lions, etc. Not only are we not facing Russell Wilson, but they're probably their best defensive player they've had in quite some time, maybe tossing Richard Sherman, but Bobby Wagner, um, he was a field general that just his presence being there, I think will be an ease off of Jared Goff's mind. Well, I think both of us, all three of us can remember last time we heard Bobby Wagner's name. It's the infamous Calvin Johnson when Cam Chancellor punched it out and Bobby just smacked it right out of the end zone. Should have been a penalty, should have been a Lions victory. But uh, refs just decided to miss that one on that day. Had a bad one, so typical. Um, I think we we have an easy win over the over the Seahawks. No matter if it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke, either quarterback doesn't really scare me. They're both you know very meh type. Geno could you know shoot himself in the foot, throw fifteen interceptions, and or throw a punt. Yeah, <laughs> Drew Locke could do the same too. You know they're both. I just don't see them as game winners. I don't see them doing anything within the first three weeks to improve themselves as game winners. So for me, I'm going a nice little Lions victory, uh, 25, 20, 24 to, we'll say, 13. Lions, lead point dub. Uh, Nick, let's shoot it to you. Give us a couple stats. Uh, um, I will. A stat I'm looking up right now. Russell Wilson, 3-1 and one against Detroit. So good thing he's out. Hasn't lost to us since 2012. Eesh. And in the last three games combined has outscored us 92-53. to 53. We are terrible when it comes to Seattle. That's not even including the playoffs. Excuse me. Let's add a playoff game in there. 4-1 and one against Detroit. Weird. We scored six points there. So we've been outscored 130-something to 55 or something like that against Seattle. But the times are a-changing. Russell Wilson's gone and Drew Locke and old Geno Smith come in. So that's good. Um, Let's run down a little bit of this. Three out of the first four games are at home for the Lions. I like that. Seattle leads the series 11-5. to Lions have lost the last four and seven of the last eight against Seattle. The Seahawks have won the last three games by two touchdowns or more. Jared Goff did not start last year's game. Jared Goff is 5-4 and four against Seattle. Dan Campbell is 0-1 against Seattle as a head coach. The fans voted. They said 92%. Victory, and they keep the win train moving. Um, I am also going to agree. I just don't know where Seattle's at right now. I'm not in love with their draft. I love Kenny Walker, but I don't think that was the best and smartest choice for him when you already had Rashad Penny, who was a first-rounder, who I actually don't like. So, I mean, you had to do something. But Chris Carson, who I did like, he seems to be your guy. I don't know why you'd spend such an early pick on a running back, even if it is Kenny Walker, who, again, will be an NFL stud. 
Lions take this one uh, 20 to 19. I like it. Uh, hey, real quick, Julius, what did you say the score was to me? What did you say? Or did you say it? Did you I didn't get, I didn't get the other one yet. Oh, and I led that one off. I didn't. Re- I, I, I thought I was. Well, I changed it up on you. I went you first. Sorry. I didn't realize. So <laughs> yeah. You caught me off. Yeah. You caught me <laughs> sleeping. You caught me sleeping. Picking damn the lions out here. I was trying to do that Russell Wilson search. All right. <laughs> Julius, you think this is a easy peasy lemon squeezy? It seems like it will be. Uh, Seattle on paper could uh, very well have one of, if not the worst record in the league next year. Uh, especially playing out in the uh, NFC West. Um, I expect the Lions to win this game. Um, I could definitely see how it could be a trap game. Three out of the first four games are at home. That's great. Thank you, NFL. I appreciate that. Thanks to that, the Lions are going to beat Seattle at home in a rocking four field that's off to a 4-0 start, 28-7. to Lions defense is the story of the first quarter of this Dude, season, in my So predict. far, Julius has them allowing 20, 30, 41 points through four games. That's 10 points per game. That's elite defense, bro. Elite. Let's go. Let's go. Aiden Hutchison. Go Brothers. Josh Pascal, Lee Bowers Awerke. Alan McNeil. Let's go. Mm. I agree, man. I Hall agree. of Famers right there. I'm hearing them. <laughs> Adam, you didn't go yet, did you either, right? Yeah, I what? Did you get a prediction for that game? Uh, I think I did. I said uh, 24 to 13. Who? The Lions, of course. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought I did miss one. I thought it was Julius, but okay, we're good. All right. Uh, moving on. This one's an interesting one. We are heading on over to New England, facing on the Patriots with Matt Patricia. So, boys, do we see a Matt Patricia revenge game? When by that, I mean, Lions will probably get smacked because we're playing in New England and it's going to be all Bill Belichick just playing chess with, you know, young Dan Campbell's mind. Poor Dan Campbell is going to have his true, true, you know, mind effing where he faces one of the, you know, the greats and if not the greatest. So, Julius, uh, is there any way? You're the most optimistic of us three so far. Is there any way the Lions squeak this one out in New England? There's a chance if the Lions are 4-0, as I have predicted thus far, <laughs> with one of the best, if not the best, defense in football. Very true. They could very well go New England and, and, and give Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia the works, and specifically Matt Patricia, who I feel like has risen to the, one of the most hateable figures in Detroit sports. <laughs> I saw a list come out about the most hated figures. He was at, like, number three or four. Maybe a, maybe a little higher, but he should have been number one. It's just not great memories, especially seeing the quick progress from the first year from Brad Holmes, and 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 we didn't even win that many games, and we still saw more progress than we ever saw in Matt Patricia. We really need to beat him, beat the Patriots, and get rid of that whole Patriot way, Bob Quinn, Patricia era forever. Throw it in the burner, 5-0. and oh. The Lions go in, shock the world. Patriots 13, Lions 14. Mm, I love it. Game uh, field goal. Yeah, you know, I do think it's going to be a tough one, too. While you're right, Nick, I'm going to go Patriots 13, Lions 9. I think we get just three quality drives, failed all right at the goal line. And, you know, Dan Campbell just taking his medicine each time. When in reality, hopefully, 
the Lions, if we're playing in New England each time, he's got to be that aggressive, Dan Campbell. You know, fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and health, fourth and three, fourth and four, go for it, I don't care. But if he's getting, you know, on the goal line inside the five, you got to just try to get that seven no matter what, or else, you know, Belichick will somehow beat you by the end of the game. Nick? Let's run some stats now. New England leads our series 7-5. to five. Detroit won the last game. Matt Patricia's first win as a head coach. I wrote down Sunday night game. I'm pretty it sure. It was. Yes, boy. Yeah, I did look it up. I forgot. Ah. It was Sunday night. But it was 20 Like a vault years. up here, boys. Like a <laughs> vault up here. Almost four years ago. So I said five years. So Only reason I remember is because I was at that game. And- I, so I was at the game as well. Well, here we go, dude. That's fucking awesome. Carry on Johnson broke the 70-game streak for a Detroit Lions running back not having 100 yards in a game. Detroit has lost four of the last five games against New England. Detroit hasn't won at New England since 1993. Jared Goff is 1-2 versus New England, including a Super Bowl loss. Dan Campbell is 1-1 versus New England. The fans voted, and they said 71%. Loss. The first loss from the fans. Unfortunately, we're not going 17 and 0 via the fans. I will follow suit with all those. I know, I know, I know. Boo the fans. Boo me too, because I'm jumping on with them. I don't think we're gonna be able to win this game, but I think it's gonna be super close, just like every single game will be this year for Detroit. We are not gonna see too many blowouts. I mean, we, we didn't see too many last you year, know, but I'm happy. I'm happy we got this game week five. I feel like week five is a solid week. It's also right before the bye. So like we could get our butts kicked, then go right in the bye, get a you know nice cleanse. Then we're coming out of the bye against the Dallas Cowboys playing in Dallas, the team we probably hate the most, who's not in our own division. And the Lions, you know, we could make a statement if we put a little number on the Cowboys. You know everyone in America is going to be watching. It's America's team. Um, so if we we upset the Cowboys, that would that would be a nice little little double tint for the Lions. But Julius, uh, head back to you. Took the loss against the Patriots. Week six by we're heading to week seven. Dallas they traded away Amari Cooper for like a sixth rounder. Their offensive line took a hit, lost Leo Collins. Um, it's not what it was a few years ago. Zeke Elliott's old man Zeke. They do have Tony Pollard, who he is a guy who I'm kind of concerned about because he's your fast, quick guy who could easily score a 50-yard touchdown. But uh, in Dallas, do you think we get this victory? First of all, let me start off by saying Julius Porter at the fifth top will be in attendance at this game in oh, Arlington yeah, there we go. at the AT&T Stadium, and I will be lit with the hordes of deep Detroit fans that will be there. Last time I went to a Dallas game, the last time they played in Dallas, I believe 2019, and they lost on a, um, a game-winning field goal by Dallas. I forgot the score. Um, it was a very hard game to walk away from, walk out that stadium, walk amongst those Cowboy fans who are rabid. But this time, I will lead a parade past AT&T Stadium of nothing but Lions fans celebrating a victory over the Cowboys in blowout fashion, 30-17. to 17. And the Lions are 6-0, and oh, and I don't know if I have lost my sanity or not, but it all seems to make sense. Go Lions in Dallas. Can't wait to be there. Hey, uh, yeah, it would be uh, – be a fun one, Julius. Have I can't pick them to lose game? this game because I will Actually, be there, guys. No, I'm sorry. For sure. Uh, Nick, uh, what do you got? You think we think we beat the old Cowboys? 
I absolutely think we can beat the Cowboys. Um, they are definitely beatable. They, like you said, lost Cooper. Uh, Zeke Elliott is definitely nothing. But Tony Pollard is a really good running back. So I agree with everything you said. I'm basically just going to touch points on everything you said and just be an Real quick, before you get into it, hold on. Okay. The one guy I completely forgot about who, oh, man, how could I forget this? We are going to see Micah Parsons versus Panay Sewell. And boy, oh boy, if Panay Sewell shuts down Micah Parsons, pop the champagne, Lions fans, because win or lose, we will know that Sewell is a Hall of Fame. You know, he's the man. He, He's it. So back to you, Nick. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yes, that is going to be a great showdown. That's going to be one to like pinpoint. Don't worry about the ball. Just watch those two. It'll be fun to rewatch film on that. Let's run down some stats. Dallas leads the series 17 to 12. Dallas has won the last four meetings. Last time Detroit won was the fake spike game. Jared Goff is 2-1 versus Dallas. Dan Campbell is 0-1 versus Dallas. Dan Campbell is 0-0-1 after a bye week. So this is his second opportunity. <clears throat> that was our first non-loss last year. So it was, I think, a very like big yeah. game. You know what I mean? That's It wasn't a win, but it wasn't a loss. So I liked it. This year, coming out of the bye, going to Dallas. We're going from New England, by at home in Detroit, down to Dallas. Maybe we'll just do the bye in Dallas. We'll see where that what, what goes there. Fans voted 76%. L for a loss for the Lions. I am follow suit again. The oh. Cowboys will take down the Lions in a 27-24 to 24 game. Oh, my heart right. is broken as I leave AT&T Stadium in shambles. Yeah, it's going to be a game winner, too. It's going to be tough. Or be a bummer. Yeah, Julius, if the Lions – oh, man. If, I'll be saying some prayers for you. If the Cowboys get, like, a double-doink loss or something like that happens or we see Dak Prescott, you know, throw an intercept, pick something crazy happens to piss off old Dallas Cowboys fans. My, probably just keep your head down and walk on the <laughs> Riley Patterson is going to knock in a game winner. It's going to be no hope, issue. Man. Uh, we got him and Fox. The special teams is locked down. So that is one thing, you know, we got going, especially with the rest of the Lions. But for me, I don't think I gave my score prediction. So I'm going to go 28 to 24 Lions victory. I think we get just the final touchdown, and I, I don't think anyone scores for the last, like, six, seven minutes, and I think it's just a little barn burner. And a, not so much barn burner, but steal me. That's what I was looking for. Um, but next game on, we have back home against the Miami Dolphins, probably the game I want to win the most because one know why Joy Taylor last year, two years ago, called us out called out Dan Campbell. All the Lions fans said, good luck with your silly head coach putting on race car helmets. He was terrible for the Dolphins, and we don't want him anymore. But boy, oh boy, has every Lions fans embraced him, loved him, and Dan Campbell has slowly won our hearts and can fully, fully win it over this year. A big old win versus old team would be huge. And not only that, I would go rub it in Joy Taylor's face right away. So I'm thinking the Lions take an easy one, 21-10. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to be a big factor. I know he was a guy that we weren't expecting to face. He's on the Dolphins now. But 
it's going to be interesting. They do have Waddle and Hill. I just don't think two is it. I think he's going to get a little exposed this season, and the Lions are going to come with a nice 21 to 10 victory. Julius, any any thoughts? Any uh... right now in my world, the Lions are flying high, six and zero, one of the best teams in the league. And they get their first loss against Miami at Ford Field, 20 to 19 on a heartbreaker. I do have some optimism about the Miami Dolphins roster buildup the last few years. They've had a lot of draft picks. They've had a lot of cap. They've added a lot to it, I will say. They've added a lot of players in free agency. They've added like 15 running backs, too. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Miami is a threat this year in the AFC. A threat. And I think that threat is great enough to get Alliance their first sale, 2019. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Nick. Give me some give me some you want a 17 and 0, Adam. You want a 17 and 0? <laughs> I uh go ahead. Maybe maybe not 17 0, but like 12 5, something like that. I don't know. But the I got plenty of Kool-Aid here for everyone. I just took the little package off. But yeah, <laughs> it's the old blue, blue Kool-Aid. Yes, I would need it injected into my veins. What I don't have optimism is that uh, we're going to finish this episode. <laughs> we're going to finish the schedule today. This might be a first half thing and a second half thing because we're getting about crunch time. Green Bay was what I had as the halfway point anyway when I did my thing. So we might be making this a to-be-continued episode is what I, uh, I'm realizing that my optimism has gone towards. But we'll talk about this game, Miami. Let's run some stats down. Miami leads the series 7-5. to five. The Lions have won the last three games. These teams are tied 3-3 three to three when the games are played in Detroit. Jared Goff is 0-2 versus Miami. Dan Campbell returns to the team that gave him his first head coaching opportunity in a big revenge game. Fans voted 63% win. I am going to continue to follow the fans because I like what they're saying. I like what they're throwing down. Lions definitely win. I do not like Miami. I do not want Tua as a quarterback or like Tua as a quarterback or anything of that nature. He is just a little above Jalen Hurts, and that's kind of where I rank him. Not good. No, Jalen Hurts is light years above Tua. Running, but not throwing. That's You'll right. see. You will see. Uh, all right, boys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm going to go Detroit victory 21 to 20. I like it. I like it. So what do we what, give us a little week eight recap before we finish things up week nine. Then we'll do a, you know, part two next week. So, Nick, where are we at? Well, we'll start with Julius, who had us go on a 6-0 tear to start the season. Then we finish, uh, get up to 6-1 and after week eight. Uh, Adam went uh, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, 3-2, 4-2, 5-2. And two. So kind of on, on again, off again, but still 5-2 and two after the first seven games, first eight weeks. And I myself have us going 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 3-1, 3-2, 3-3, 4-3. Lions, 4-3, and three, so it's Julius 6-1, Adam 5-2, me 4-3. We're all <laughs> stepped out. So, okay. all right, Packers, make it or break it, boys. Are we all... Going home winners, closing it down winners, or are we all going to be, you know, Debbie Downers and say that Aaron Rodgers is going to get his last laugh like always. But the Lions do have one little itty-bitty thing going for them, and it's no Devontae Adams. So they did a little swapski of Devontae Adams for old Christian Watson, rookie out of 
North Dakota State, who doesn't pose nearly as much of a threat as Devontae Adams did, but he is a guy that could, you know, be something by especially week nine or so. So he's a guy that don't completely write off, but he's no Devontae Adams. So first things first, we are home on this game too. It's our, I think just our second in division. Yes, our second in, actually our first home division game, second in division game of the season. So with that being said, I think the Lions are going to want to come out hard swinging, just want to get this under their belt. And I do think we beat the Packers. I think this is going to be the first year where we see a little crack go up that big old Packers brick wall, and it's just going to start crumbling down come 23, 24, and so on. Rodgers is going to get more irritated. The contract's going to pay him more money. It's just going to be a big old, you know, bop. But the Lions, I think we're going to take a 24-20 victory. It's going to be a close game. I just don't think Rodgers is going to be his old Rodgers. And I think the Lions are going to, you know, not have an easy victory, but I think it'll be fairly easy. Bold take, but Julius, what do you feel on this one? I'm feeling that the Lions are going to continue their success. And like you mentioned, Adam, this is the first year, I think, that the old Aaron Rodgers Packer regime, you, you're going to see a sort of passing of the torch so to say, to Dan Campbell and the Lions. However, I do still fear the Packers' uh, defense. They got some players. They still got some players, They but they have a lot of rookies. I know they drafted a couple uh, defenders in the first round before they took a receiver in Christian Watson. I just don't think any of the draft picks they made are going to have instant impacts. And the reason I got the Lions with such a good record so far is because of their – offensive line and the weapons that surround it, I think they're going to just be overpowering a lot of teams. And I can see that happening with Green Bay in this game. So I'm going to go Lions, 19, Packers, 15. There we go, baby. Nick, Seven and one. Don't give us some reels. I don't care. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers. You know we're going to lose no matter what. We always suck against Packers. Just tell me I'm going to win. Tell me. Well, let's start off with some stats because everybody loves stats these days. We need to calm Adam down a little bit. He's got a little too much of that Kool-Aid going. It's a sugar rush. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's calm down. Let's call. Green Bay leads this series 105 to 73 and seven. 105, 73 and seven. Detroit won the last game they played against each other. Detroit is three and three in Ford Field in the last six games against Green Bay. This is an interesting stat I ended up discovering. Out of the last 11 games, the Lions played the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have held the lead at halftime. One time. In the last 11 games that the Packers and Lions have played, the Packers had the lead at halftime. That's, that's sickening. Time. That's sickening. We have been tied at halftime. One time. And nine times out of the last 11 games with the Packers, we had the lead. By one point or more at halftime. And how many of those did we win? Not a lot. Not enough. <laughs> I don't have the full stat. Not good, though. I found that very interesting. 11 games. They've had the lead one time at halftime. Aaron Rodgers, he's hard to stop in the second half. But he doesn't have Devonta Adams. He's going to be relying heavily on Sammy Watkins. Or who is the receiver right now? Like, It's Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins. So a lot of Watts. Like, 
They got the Watts in there. Uh, and then Alan Lazar, the Lizard King. You know? Amari Rogers, and then, Randall yeah, Cobb. Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb. Then they also got that Romeo bunch of Scrubs guy. Bunch of Scrubs, bunch of Scrubs. That, yeah. Jared Goff is 2-2 two and two versus Green Bay, including a playoff loss. And he went 1-1 one one last year. Dan Campbell is 1-1 one one versus Green Bay. Fans voted 58% for an L, a loss. I don't like the way they voted. I don't like the way Green Bay is setting their team up. I don't like the way that the Lions keep losing their first half leads. It's going to stop. It's going to stop. And it's going to stop in Ford Field in week nine against Green Bay. Lions win, game winning field goal 29 28, Lions victory. Woo, I love it. Yeah, I mean, we did it week 17, so we're fresh off the, you know, Packers whooping, even though Jordan Love did come in the second half. But still, Lions did have a lot of injuries, and we're playing scrubs. Lions were the Lions last year, and the Packers were the Packers. So, all in all, I, I, I mentioned this on a previous show that I do think Dan Campbell outcoached Matt LaFleur with what they both had in the second half. It was pretty much, you know, on par. You know, are you going to tell me that Jared Goff is that much better than Jordan Love? He probably is, but, you know, not light years better. And they still had, you know, Aaron Jones or maybe it was A.J. Dillon playing, but one of the two was still good carries. So we will see what's going to happen. I think there isn't a certain player that can, you know, win this game other than Aaron Rodgers. And I know we've seen Aaron Jones have his way too, but – I really think the more that A.J. Dillon and Jones have grown into bigger roles, the more I think they're going to get focused on. And I think that with Adams being gone, Dan Campbell's really going to want to shut these two down. And if we could do that, if Rodgers has, you know, just a semi-game, we should be able to take him down. Yeah. So, boys, uh, Nick, I want to say you're five and three, eight games in. Myself, six and two. And Julius, big old seven and one. Love it. Um, we, like you said, Nick, we're probably gonna have to go into part two next week, but to be continued, um, everybody we, loves the to be continued show, though. Episode. Exactly, and we do, especially in the dog days of the summer of the That's NFL summer. We're we still got, to be continued on the draft. That's just one yeah, day we'll get back I mean, to those. Yeah, days. we'll get there. We got week 10, the Bears in Chicago. You know, that's gonna be a mockery. Uh, week 11 in oh, New can't. York. Whole show, you you teasing the show, or you giving away oh, the whole break show? Break down right? the schedule, let the people know. No, New York. Uh, uh, tease it, tease it, tease it. Week twelve, Thanksgiving Bills. Thirteen, the Jaguars. Fourteen, Vikings at the Jets. Week fifteen. So I think this is interesting. We're playing in New York twice, so I'll bring that up again next show. Then Panthers, week sixteen, week seventeen and eighteen, Bears and Packers to round it off. I will say this week eighteen Packers matchup. That's going to be interesting because that could very well be for the division. So, if you guys want to hear some more about that, uh, come back next week. We'll be here. Uh, if you guys want to hear other tweets and news and all that good stuff, check us out on Honolulu Blues underscore at Twitter. Uh, check out the boys individually. Nick at Nick Faber NFL. Julius at The Fifth Top. And myself at Everyday FFB. As always, give us a like, subscribe, uh, comment, all the good stuff on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, whatever you're listening on. We appreciate it all. But uh, as always, you know, go Lions, and we're going to be here next week to break down part two. Go Lions.